Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the sphinxed head. You got riddles? Questions. Questions. Well, we're going to probably answer them. Uh, Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games, where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and even play some games sometimes. Dane, what are we discussing today? Well, today, episode is about creating non-player characters. Mm. Or NPCs, NPCs, if you're nasty. as the acronym goes. Yes, uh, all about that. So... I mean, what we're gonna we're gonna talk about the types of NPCs. We kind of broke them up into types. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're gonna talk about some questions to consider when creating NPCs. Hence the Sphinx head. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we have a cool flow chart that we well we're just gonna plug really. We're not gonna go through it step by step. Mm-hmm. That's what the questions are for. But we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about and it. And we're gonna tell you where to find it. Um, and then. We're going to talk about some NPC combat, like NPCs fighting each other. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to actually make some NPCs. We're going to live process example Mm -hmm. or whatever. We're going to create a few things. Yes. So, types of NPCs, right? Many ways to categorize NPCs. Yeah. But this is just how we conceptualized it. Yeah, this is a little disclaimer, I guess. Um, we're we're going to take you through categorization that we've done. There are probably a hundred other ways to do this. And you might have seen other versions of this, uh, other podcasts or YouTube channels and stuff. Um, other influ- Can we say we're influencers yet? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I feel think like so. that's just Instagram. Okay. Or like TikTok, maybe. All right. We're not on TikTok. We're not cool. We're not enough. doing the Tic Tacs. Yeah. I and <laughs> we're too old. <laughs> we are too old. But uh, yeah, so you might have seen other versions of of categorizations of NPCs. You might have seen other ways to like break these down. They might be organized by like what role they serve in your story or like their task. You might have them like broken up into like quest givers or, uh, you know, like vendors or whatever. But all right. So what we've done is we have broken them down into sort of like ascending categories of how, how much they impact the story is, Mm -hmm. is basically our, our categorization. And how much like work you need to put in to each NPC. Right. So first category Non-player characters. Mm-hmm. Enemies fall into non-player characters. Enemies do fall into NPCs. However, enemies are only for fighting, mm-hmm. and that's its own. That's a distinction. Yeah. Bag of bag of horse heads or whatever. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, enemies for sure are a type of NPC. They they fit the bill. Generally, in especially in like video games, they are broken up. You know, mm-hmm. their their categories completely differently um and that's kind of the main thing they're only for fighting so uh spoiler alert we're going to do a thing about enemies and how to create them conceptually next episode yes but right now we do want to mention them enemies are a category of npcs we're not really going to talk about them here right move on to we're the talking next. about the ones that um don't necessarily fight the players they can mm-hmm. some of them could maybe it's more but... of a talkie talkie yeah so, 
after enemies, the next one is basic NPCs. That's mm-hmm. our uh, that's our like category that we came up the, with. There, um, let's see. We didn't want to use the word filler, but I just said it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so the basic NPCs, they're the ones that make the world feel uh, full. Yeah, feel lived in. They. Yeah. Um, they add color to the setting. They they're like extras in a TV show or a movie scene. Um, you know, they don't do very much. They do their own thing, and when they're mm-hmm. off screen, they do nothing. They they yeah. kind of cease existing. Um, fillers, yeah, we meant to change that, but you know, they they do kind of fill up the the space, mm-hmm. but they're not filler in the sense that like you don't think about them and you just throw them in to fill up space. Like, if you don't need them, don't have them. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, they're like the... Oh, you guys, the party walks into a pub. Mm-hmm. There's patrons at the pub, right? Yeah. Not every one of those has a full stat block and a backstory and whatever. Mm-hmm. Some or of them even are, a name. Some of them are just drinking. Yeah. But it makes the pub feel but full. You, yeah, right? you described that there are some people at the tables. Or like, you know, they could be, your party could be in a new town. And maybe they need to like find the mayor's office or whatever. So they ask a passerby on the street. That would be an NPC, but it would be one of these basic NPCs. You don't need to give them a name. They don't need mm-hmm. stats. They can just, you know answer the right. player they characters. don't need to have a backstory like oh i'm trying to sell my turnips at market mm-hmm. not even no. just like oh hey where's the mayor's house oh it's down the street to the left yeah. you you see a guy on the street he gives you directions great that's a that's basic, basic that's a basic npc he basic mm-hmm. uh next category remember ascending um ascending in terms of how much they they affect the story we call these next ones special NPCs. These are NPCs that have a specific purpose in the encounter or the scene or the location or whatever. Um, they have specific stats. They might not have a full stat block, mm-hmm. but they probably at least have like a difficulty value. Right. And they might be an enemy. These are the characters that like could turn into an enemy if you like start a bar fight or if you're like mm-hmm. doing crime or, or something. Or like, you know, they could be like you're at a market and they're like oh i got the good shit down this alley come mm-hmm. here and then if your players are idiots and like oh yeah mm-hmm. the good shit down the alley let's go ch-. and then they pull a knife and be like give yeah, me your they, money they try and mug you or your players could just like roll against their difficulty which is maybe the only stat they have a single difficulty value mm-hmm. and um suss out like hey can i perception this guy can i like mm, insight Mm-hmm. What's, and you're like, no, this guy, you roll good enough, you can tell he's shady. He's lying to you. You ignore him. Whatever, right? And so he leaves you alone and looks for an easier mark. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, special is a good is a good category to put, like, your shopkeepers. Or your, uh, you know, if there's someone in town who you need, like, a little bit of information from. Um, sort of a classic D&D example is, like, the wizard in town who can identify your magic objects. Or, uh, you know translate a, a scroll that you found this is this is good for a special character mm-hmm. you're not going to be like having a big battle with them they don't need full stat blocks but they might need mm-hmm. you know they could be a quest giver too right you know mm-hmm. and then oh we completed the quest and they're like oh 50 gold coins and you'd be like well 
but there were complications. How about a little extra, mm-hmm. right? Oh, roll for roll for uh, you know charisma. Or yeah, whatever, right. Roll to bargain with them, or you know, roll to see if they're lying because they might be like passing information to somebody else. These are characters who can do more, and also in addition to that, maybe having a couple stats and having a little bit more like work put into them. These are characters that you definitely want to give a name. Mm-hmm. And you might have, like, a voice or, you know, like, an interesting description to add to them. More than just, like, oh, you pass a guy on the street and he gives you directions to, right. the, to the coffee you know, shop. They got, they got a, uh, a unique scar or mm-hmm. a big bushy beard. <laughs> right? Something special about them. That's why we call them special. Yeah. Uh, next and, and last of these you know, three categories is a full NPC. And we call them full because they're equal to a player character in terms of their stats and the impact they can have on the story or the adventure. Mm -hmm. So, like, these are your, like, uh, companions, maybe, Mm -hmm. right? Something that's still... A character that is still controlled by the game master, but they have all the agency of a player character, mm-hmm. right? And they might be asked to do anything a player character would do. Like if, you know, you have a guide who's taking you into the jungle. This character is going to have to make the same ability checks or uh, you know, like athletic rolls to overcome obstacles. He's going to have to make the same, you know, rolls on watch to mm-hmm. not get ambushed. Stuff like that. Um so yeah, we call so them full. They deserve full stats and a backstory. Maybe mm-hmm. not as in-depth backstory as your players, mm-hmm. but a little bit of backstory. Because, like, yeah. oh, it, using the example of the guide, um, players might want to talk to the guide mm-hmm. and be like, hey, so where do you come it's from? It's a great you opportunity know? for role-playing, you know, like when you set up camp in the woods and you're, you know, just, like, partway through a journey. Mm-hmm. Maybe you talk to this guy. Maybe you don't trust him. You want to, like, suss him out a little yeah, bit. it's like, why are you here? You know, you have any family? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you want to, you know, do the sort of, like, like a loyalty quest in Fallout or uh, Mass Effect. You want to, like, get this guy a little more on your side. You want to get it so, you know, he's not just there for money, but he actually, like, you know, would help you. Yeah. Um, on his own because he likes you. So you're going to need a fully realized character to interact with your player characters on that level. Mm-hmm. Because, so the, well, we can just talk about the questions now. Mm. So three, three categories, basic, special, and full, mm-hmm. right? Each come with a little bit uh, more work, right? Yeah, more work, more information, more impact on the story. Mm-hmm. So how do you figure out what type of NPC you're making here, right? Yeah. Uh, we got some questions for you mm-hmm. to think about, and this is you know where the flowchart comes in. But mm-hmm. we're plugged in, and we'll yeah, we'll we'll direct you to that. But so, first question you should think about is: Are your players only going to be fighting this NPC? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, then that's just an enemy. Yeah, right. If the player's only interaction with this character you're making is fight. They're an enemy, right? You're talking about your, like, minions and... Ooh, that's a little bit spoily because that's one of our things in the in the next episode. Mm-hmm. So, if the only interaction is a battle to the death, that's an enemy, listen to the next episode. 
to give you tips on, on making enemies. All right, so if the player will not only be fighting them, right, if there's some conversations to be had, well, can the story move forward without the players talking to this character? Mm -hmm. And we have some caveats to that. Like, when we say the story, we don't, uh, we don't necessarily mean, like, the whole big story, but, like, in terms of what you're doing right now, Mm -hmm. what the players are doing right now, what encounter they're in or what, like, you know, tavern or location, whatever whatever situation they're in. Um, can the story move forward without this character? Uh, and if the answer is yes, then they probably don't need to be anything more than a basic character. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and yeah, story could be a side quest. It doesn't have to be like mm -hmm. the... The huge adventure arc, you know, the campaign arc, you know, it could be a side quest right. or whatever. You could have, you know, you could have a full or a special character who whose whole purview is just this like side dungeon. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the guy at the bar sitting in the corner, mm -hmm. he could be like, hey, you want to make some money? Mm -hmm. And that side dungeon's completely mm -hmm. optional, but... You know, but that's the story, the side dungeon. Yeah. So if it's about him or what he wants mm -hmm. or something he's got going on, then he right. probably needs to be at least so a like, special character. Can the players find the entrance of this side dungeon without talking to this guy in the bar? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, that's where the that's, that's the, the, question. Meat of the question. Yeah. Right. And if the answer is yes, then he probably doesn't need to be any more than a mm -hmm. basic character. But if the answer is no, if they're not going there without talking to him first. Mm -hmm. He probably needs to be a special character. You need to juice him up a little bit more. Yeah. Give him the juice. Mm -hmm. So, next question is, will this character be reoccurring? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, if it's just a one-time thing, like asking a guy for directions, basic. Basic. Um, but if they're like, reoccurring is yeah. in like, gives a quest, and then you gotta go back to collect the reward... That's a reoccurring character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should probably be at least a special. And I will say, you know, this isn't like a super hard and fast thing. You might have a basic character who becomes a special character. Because, like, maybe they run into him again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like, maybe the person they ask for directions is like a beggar. Who's, you know, just like sitting by this particular door. And he's like, oh, yeah, the tavern's over here. Spare a coin. And the players do or don't, whatever. They move on. But then... One of your players is like, hmm. Let's go check with that beggar. Let me go ask him again mm -hmm. about something else in this city. Then, you know, stuff is kind of happening organically. And suddenly this character is graduating from a from a basic character to a special character. Because at that point, you're probably going to need to give him a name. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to think more about what he knows in order for him to answer the player's questions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe some a couple stats be like, oh, does he give up his information freely or right. maybe or does know, he haggle he every time yeah, does he right. like you know mm, well you know my memory's not so good when my cup is so empty yeah uh, and then they're like oh yeah okay we'll give him a couple coins that's you know now he has graduated from a basic character to a special character mm -hmm. because he's got stuff about him yes so then we come to the question uh will the character be active versus passive mm-hmm Right. So what we mean in that is the guy, the the beggar sitting at the you know side of the stables or whatever, 
that's passive, mm-hmm. right? Like even if the, he's special, mm-hmm. even if he, even if he's special. like even if he becomes the like go to info guy for your party, he's still passive mm-hmm. because he so, just sits there and the players go to him. Players go to him, mm-hmm. right? That's passive. But when we say uh, active, we mean like are these characters going to act on their own to help or hurt or hinder the party? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, they are going to act on their own. They have their own agency because they have, you know, their own wants and needs and their their own story that they're fulfilling. Then they probably need to be a full character. Right. Classic, uh, classic example, uh, the court wizard, right? Mm-hmm. Probably a special. But this court wizard in this town, like the players come to him like, hey, what's up with this dungeon? We're going to go clear. Could you give us a skinny? This court wizard, like, wants the, like, you know, amulet at the end of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. So they're going to help the players get through the dungeon, and then they're going to show up and be like, oh, yeah. my amulet. Yeah, then at the end of the dungeon, maybe they're going to, like, bushwhack the party. Mm-hmm. And now they are acting independently of the player party to, you know, do stuff. And then, like, well, why are they doing that? And then that's probably going to lead to a fight. Mm-hmm. So, like, this character needs to be more than a special character who, mm-hmm. you know, just has a name and a voice and, you know, information. They need to graduate to a fully statted out yeah. character with abilities and, like, hit points and shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, because they're going to be they're going to be interacting with the player characters, like, on player character level. Yeah. Right. So if, like, if this character that you're making runs into the players that's active like they've sought out the players right if the players are just seeking out the character that's passive mm-hmm. right so if they're active probably a full character probably needs full stat blocks and abilities or at least equal to the players yeah right? you know i don't know what system you're running or, or whatever, levels but... shit like that you know we're not here to tell you that and or to tell you that, you know, like a, a D&D party of such and such a level, your full characters need to be whatever challenge rating or, right. you know, develop, whatever. Uh, we're not we're not saying that, but, like, if they are a full character, then they, like, they need full stat blocks, and you also need mm-hmm. to have thought out their, like, yeah. their motivations and how they're going to react to whatever interactions they have with the players. Uh, now, if you can't really decide, like, oh, is this a special character? Is it a full character? Mm-hmm. Um, there's this last little question that is very specific. Mm-hmm, can help but, you out. But we, th- we think it's interesting because yeah. this, uh, this is a specific situation, but it's, like, pretty major. If this is going to be what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question is, is the character, the NPC, is the NPC's physical self the objective in any way? that might sound a little weird. What we mean by that is, so there's a character, there's an NPC. Are they the objective? Are you supposed to assassinate them or rescue them or seduce them? Are they like a princess in a tower that needs to be, um, you know, freed from, from from the dragon or whatever? If their physical self is the objective, then they almost definitely need to be a full character. Mm-hmm. Because like oh easy peasy right assassinate the the baron of what you know what's it town mm-hmm. okay well 
uh, you know, good role playing, the players get to decide how they're going to go about that assassination. Like, is it going to be poison? Is it going to be a knife in the back? Mm-hmm. So, and then this full character's mm-hmm. behavior is going to like is going to dictate some of that stuff. And they might be like, oh, he always wears armor, even when he like goes to the market. He's you know, he's always dressed in 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 armor, and he always like travels mm-hmm. with armed guards. So we're probably not going to like get up close and stab him. Mm. And that that stuff, those specific things, are the behavior of a full character. Yeah. Because you don't know what your players are going to do, right? Mm-hmm. So you, as a game master, make a full character independently because then that's going to give some ideas to the players, right? Like, you didn't know that they wanted to stick a knife in his back in the market. Mm-hmm. You just gave him full armor because that would be a cool thing for mm-hmm. him to do. He's, he's worried about assassination. Right. So like, and they could still try right. it. They could still. But because of that, you know, that attempt would go a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be more difficult. Right. So. Uh, there's one last thing I want to add under. Okay. Um, it's not really a question. I just like I want to throw it at the end here. Some game masters may feel like they want to make everyone just a full character. And, you know, we're not here to, like, tell you that's wrong or to, or to yuck your yums when it comes to that. You might, you might want to treat, like, even, you know, every, like, goblin archer as if they were a full character because you're entertaining the possibility that, like, anyone they could meet could be, like, bargained with or, uh, you know, intimidated or deceived instead of fighting them or instead of, you know, whatever. If you want to do that, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. You know, it's going to be a lot of work. And I would say um, you're probably going to find that all of that work you're doing, very little of it actually makes it into your game. But if that's the level, if that's the level of development that you want to do. If that's fun for you, go do it. You're, you're certainly allowed to do that. And that, and that certainly like, you know, creates... Uh, a lot more possibilities in terms of gameplay and like nuance in your story, but the reason we recommend these three, um, you know, categories of NPCs in ascending order of complexity and impact is because we've found in our experience that you don't need to do that much work on you know the characters, the characters who don't offer very much, mm-hmm. you don't need to do that much work on. Yeah. So focus on the ones who are going to be full characters and mm-hmm. save yourself some time. This is just our recommendation, and yeah. it, it lines up with the way we've been uh, designing stuff and running stuff over the last few years. Because it really, um, well, it might or might not, um, but our experience is, like, we want to role play all the time, all the time, all the time. Yeah. But, like, oh, well, I got, I need, you know, Game Master gives me, you know, give me two two months to come up with everything because I want to meticulously go through and make sure I got full stat blocks for everything, even though I'm not going to need most of it. And, you know, and then two-month break and, like, oh, man, why aren't we role-playing? Yeah. And, you know, if that's just the way you do it, that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's not fine. But... But this, if this could sounds, help you yeah. cut out, you know, a little shortcut. If you're, yeah, if you're the kind of, if you're the kind of game master or just the kind of person in general who, you know, would rather do no more work than they need to do, 
if you kind of if you follow this if you if you answer these questions and follow this flowchart idea that we've come up with and divide your NPCs up into these categories, we think this will help um, make it more efficient. Yeah, create create uh, a more efficiently designed adventure where like only the stuff that needs to be designed gets designed, and everything else is like you know the back of a. Uh, the back of like a building front in a Wild West set. You don't yeah. need to build the whole building, you know. Yeah. You just need to build the inside of the saloon. Everything else just needs to be a painted face mm. with nothing behind it because are they going to go there? Are they going to talk to them? Are they, you know, are they just going to shoot this guy? Then that guy doesn't need to be anything more than, you know, a difficulty value and a couple hit points. Mm. I mean, that being said, I guess... Um, it happens. We've never really done it, which maybe we should. But like, just soliciting, oh, I'm a game master, and then just play with a bunch of random people. Mm. You don't know. That's true. You don't know what they're gonna do. You don't know what they, they might play. want out of it. Mm. Um, and if that happens, and you get into a situation where like you, you know, underdeveloped, you think they're just going through a forest, and they might have to like punch a couple goblins, and then when the goblins show up, someone is like, oh no 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 I. I talk to them. I, I diffuse this situation and I use my like my spells and my and my druid abilities to, you know, be a peacemaker instead of a fighter in this situation. You're like, oh shit. All I prepared for was a fight for these goblins to, you know, try and stab you. Mm-hmm. So there is there is that. There is a danger to this. But if you know your players and you know the mm-hmm. thing you want to run and they are on the same page, this allows you to skip what you don't need to do. Well, I, I still think even in that scenario, these questions will help you. Yes. Right? Because if you go through the flowchart, at least you're thinking about these things. Mm-hmm. Right? So like, well, I plan for my players just to kill the goblins. Right. But like, what if they don't? Right? Like, are the goblins going to be active or passive? Right. right. And then you know, like, well, okay, I've just been thinking about this i know i can just like bump them up to like a special character Mm -hmm. and maybe you take that difficulty value that was just the role they needed to beat to hit them with a sword but you also use that difficulty value as uh you know the the role you need to get to communicate their interpersonal difficulty yeah or or to or to uh scare them away or whatever um yes the cool flow chart is available on 2hgm.com, which is everything. We just talked about all the questions mm-hmm. and, you know, it's got little arrows and whatever. We have a page now of uh, media and, um, you know, all the stuff that you can download and, and use for yourself. So uh, we're going to be adding that and that'll be available. Yes. So NPC, or <laughs> NPC versus NPC combat. Mm-hmm. I promise we talk about that. So, I said so, so, so too many times. All right. Uh, So, the idea here is um, we're talking about how to run NPCs. And basically, everything we've been saying up until this point is how to run them opposite your player characters and your party. Yes. Uh, but you might take um, you might take a couple of basic characters or like a basic or a special or even like two specials. There could be like two people in a town having like an argument or something and then the players could like choose which one they want to 
you know, talk with or pursue, or maybe they're both giving the same quest for different rewards or something. Um, if there's any like conflict between NPCs and, you know, we say combat, but this also applies to like arguments or, yeah. uh, you know, intimidation stuff, anything that would require a role. We, we wanted to, we wanted to add this section because we recommend that you just don't play those sections like mm-hmm. there is no reason to roll dice for like two basic characters in a bar punching each other right because you as a game master control both of them mm-hmm. so just get it do- like get it done with yeah right if move through it if that's the thing like oh you slept with my wife Oh, she doesn't love you, and like then they and get. And this in a fight. is all happening like completely separate from the player and characters. Like, it's just it a bit of up, flavor in the town. It sets up some flavor, or maybe a quest where mm-hmm. then you're like, "Break it up, guys! Yeah. What's going on here?" But if one of them's gonna like roll to punch the other, or like roll to intimidate, or uh, you know, like um, investigate, insight the other character, whatever, just like don't roll that. Mm-hmm. Decide the outcome ahead of time because your players aren't involved in it. Just, you know, like... Make it narration. Make it narration. Don't bother with that. And maybe that sounds silly to you. Maybe that's something you figured out already ahead of yeah. time. But uh, I do think it is kind of a... Um, well, it's easy to go because, like, we talked about, like, consistency a lot yeah. last episode, right? So, like, oh, I'm trying to make the world consistent where the NPCs have to roll against the same difficulty, right? Because, like, that's just keeping everything consistent. True. But kind of a waste of time, we think. So just tell, oh, this NPC punches the other NPC. Mm -hmm. Right? Or throws a punch and gets dodged. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I think one uh, caveat to that is if, like, in the scenario of like the guide, right? The guide is leading the party to a specific location and like, oh, a wild animal comes and fights. If it's like important, like maybe you're in like the shadow forest with like, you know, half fey creatures and regular creatures and the fey creatures are resistant to magic or whatever. Mm, yeah. You it be might like... be, it might be worth rolling Actually, no, it's not. Yeah, I would say, you know, you still don't. I was you're going still... to, like, give a hint that, like, oh, yeah. you know, the guy blasts a magic uh, fireball at, at the at the beast, but mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything. Instead, probably because the guide is, you know, a guide, they say, oh, it's resistant. This one's a fade. It's resistant to magic. Mm-hmm. So, never mind. Yeah, I, w- I would say, you know, if there's any situation like that where it's, like, NPC versus NPC, unless it's a full character who is, like, a member of the player party and it's sort of just, like, run by the game master, um, don't roll for it. You know, keep them out of the initiative order. Don't do an initiative order. Just, like, narrate the altercation or the discussion or whatever and tell the players what happened. And then as quickly as possible, you know, put them back in control. What do they do after mm-hmm. they saw the thing? Yeah. But yeah. So that's the... Those closing thoughts on the theory. Yeah. We we uh, we do an example now? Yeah, we do an examples now. So, um, 
we're gonna we're gonna create a few NPCs here real quick. But uh, first, we got to tell you like why and what we're doing oh, and yeah, what our yeah. plan is. Pitch, pitch the the one shots. <laughs> so, um, we I think hmm, Halloween was the last little live play thing we did, and we want to do some more live play stuff. Um, so what we are gonna do here is over the next couple episodes, we are going to be following our own advice to build up a little one-shot adventure, and then we are going to bring a guest into the studio and play it. Um, so, what it's going to be, just like ahead of time, no spoilies really, but what the pitch is, is going to be set in our afterlife uh, universe, so post-apocalyptic um, United States with some kind of like weird science and fantasy flavor. That's the, uh, that's the setting. And what the adventure is going to be is the player character is going to be a uh, fugitive, kind of on the run, um, frontier outlaw type guy. And we're going to give them some, you know, prompts and player creation options. But that's who they're going to be one way or the other. They're going to take shelter from a storm in a tavern. And they're going to, you know, have to do some stuff in there because they're a fugitive on the run and they're not going to have much money or anything. Mm -hmm. There will be NPCs. There will, there be, will NPCs. be enemy NPCs. Mm -hmm. There will be encounters. So, what we're going to do right now is we're going to go through, uh, we're going to follow our own advice. We're going to use these questions and we're going to just real quick um, populate this tavern where the characters are going to go with some NPCs. Uh, and we already talked about this a little bit. What do we, we're calling it the, the, the twin jaguar or whatever. Oh, shit. We didn't put the name on the outline. I think, yeah, Twin Jag. We might have put that somewhere else. Um, but yeah, Twin Jag. The Twin you know. Jag. Twin uh, Jaguar. So it's a apocalypse setting. So this is a bar on, like, the Louisiana coast where there's a lot of, like, pirates. And then the inland is, like, swamps and jungles. Um, and the bar has its name because above the... Uh, Above the bar is a stuffed two-headed jaguar, and that's just like the cool, the cool thing about this place. So we're calling it the Twin Jaguar, and it needs it needs it, some population. It needs some people. All yeah. right, so let's populate it now. Uh, like, let's just follow our own advice, right? So mm. basic, right? Let's start with the basic. Yeah, some basic guys. Um, we have. Uh, well, so taking shelter from a storm. So right. we're going to have a handful of just like drunk locals who are there for, for flavor to like right. populate some, the some setting. Some fishermen, may, you know, maybe one or two is a fisherman who like they live on their boat. Mm -hmm. But like it's a fucking hurricane. So they're not on their boat right now because that's getting tossed around. Mm -hmm. So they're at the pub drinking. Yeah. Uh, and I think, honestly, we don't really need to say that much more about them. Yeah. Um, we are going to be using the Afterlife game system, which is powered by the Eclipse engine. Uh, so I would say just super basic. We give them all a difficulty of maybe five or six. Okay. Um, so it won't be hard to, like, you know, if these guys get shot, they're not very tough. Um if they if they try and give the player character any guff, they're not going to be that hard to back down. But they're not going to do that anyway unless they're provoked. They're mostly just going to like sit there and keep to themselves. Should we roll for the number 
2d4 for the number of patrons? Or? Let's yeah, let's do that. Let's see what we got. Four. Four. Okay. So we got four fisher folk. Um, I think they're probably humans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we got four human fisher folk who are just you know either in twosies or on their own weathering out the storm by having some drinks because they can't go fishing. They can't mm. do their job. There's a hurricane. And these these are not uh, the type. Um, or if the player tries to talk to them, they're just going to be like, eh, I'm yeah. drinking. They're not going to. They're not going right. to give you anything. So don't need names for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said difficulty of let's do seven. Let's do six. Six. Super easy. So anything or any way the player tries to interact with them, fight them, convince them, or whatever, difficulty is six. Mm-hmm. Boom. We got four basic fisher folk in. The twin jagger wire. Mm. Now, all right. Uh, what's a what's a bar need? It needs a barkeeper. Yes, needs the the tavern keeper guy. Um, but I still don't think he needs to be. Well, let's let's go through the questions, yeah. right? Will the players only be fighting? No, no, right? They're going to try to buy a drink or whatever. Mm. Right? Can the story move forward without them? I think yes. Yeah. Might not even talk to the bartender. Mm-hmm. They don't have to. No mm-hmm. one's saying they have to get a drink. They're just like popping in to take shelter from the storm. Will the character be recurring? Uh, in con- in doesn't yes, matter. It's, it's going to be a one shot. Uh, character active or passive? Uh, I think passive. Passive. Yep. Right. They're yeah. They're just going to like sit behind the bar and they are not going to do anything unless something else happens. So. All right, and uh, well. Is the bartender, like, the objective? Kill the bartender? Rescue the bartender? No. no. So it's not a full character. Yeah. And it's probably not even a special character. Probably doesn't even need to be a special. Um, I'm going to say we do basic, uh, but let's bump his difficulty up to seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think this one does need a name. I think, he needs a, I think he needs a name. The well. owner of the establishment, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um... What do you think? Uh, what about Scruffy? Scruffy. Classic barkeep name. Yeah. So Scruffy, not going to do anything. He's kind of bummed because, like, his, uh, you know, he doesn't make great money when there's a hurricane. Most people take care of their own stuff. So he's just going to be a downer. He's yeah. bummed. He's bummed and, you know, just kind of in a bad mood. I will say, though, uh, we should give him, let's give him a poor firearm. Because, like, he could defend himself. Behind the bar, there's a poor fire. There's a poor, like, shotgun. Um, and just poor real shotgun. quick. So that's a range of 8, damage of 15. Using the after. <laughs> I got my own. Why'd I grab that? Uh, range of 8, damage 15. Yeah. And we'll just stick with that. All right. What's next here? Well, next we're gonna get into some more. Uh, we're gonna get into some more characters because we want the player yeah. character to. We want to have some more things in there for mm-hmm. them to do, and we're gonna give some encounters. Right. So we we thought of four, or, well, four including the barkeep. So three more like encounters, right? To have. Mm-hmm. So we need to come up with NPCs to initiate to or go like along you know with these. whatever. Yeah. So. Uh, we thought maybe like a a merchant character would go good. So yeah. like, so there's the a guy haggles or whatever. 
we're thinking there's a guy in here who um he, he so he's a merchant he's got like a you know a, a package of gear maybe like a cart that he's like dragged in and uh you know stowed up against the wall and he's being very protective of it maybe uh his caravan guards they died on okay. the trail you know so he's got no one with him and he's you know in a grumpy mood because his caravan guards are dead yeah um and you know he's just sitting there but he's got stuff he's mm-hmm. got items he could sell stuff to the player uh, and we could have more of a conversation with him. There is the possibility to, you know, like, uh, try and, like, figure out where he sleeps so the player can rob him, mm-hmm. or maybe talk your way into a job with this guy. We don't know what the player's going to do, but we want this guy to be kind of an open-ended encounter right. where a few different things could happen. So, you know, that sounds like a special, mm-hmm. right? So, um, let's give him, I don't, uh, we didn't touch on it. But uh, the concept of funny hat. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, real quick aside, this this is like a, a creative writing phrase. The idea of a funny hat is a term that, you know, like instructors will give students. It's a tool to differentiate your characters mm-hmm. in a writing project or a pen and paper RPG right. to differentiate them from each other. We talked about, we didn't name it. Yeah. But, like, special characters have funny hats. Should have a funny hat. And mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean an actual funny hat. Mm-hmm. It means they should have something about them that's distinctive. And maybe that's a funny uh, voice that you do or a scar maybe, or an actual hat. Well, so maybe this guy, Merchant, choose. Choose tobacco. Yeah. Like okay. real yeah. loud and he's gross. He's just the yeah, big, gross, mouthful of chaw, and he's just spitting on the floor, and it's disgusting. Or, you know, maybe he's got a can, but he's, like, missing it. And <laughs> yeah. his beard is sloppy, all dribbly and sloppy gross spit. with tobacco juice. Um, I think this guy needs a name. Yes. Call you, got, you got a name for this guy? Um, How about... Herbert. Herbert. Okay. Herb to his friends. Herb to his friends, but you're not his friend yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can do the same thing as with the basic characters. He is not a full character, so he doesn't need like a full afterlife mm-hmm. level stat block. Um, but let's jack his difficulty up to like nine. So if you're gonna, nine. if you're gonna, um, if you're well, gonna try and like intimidate this well, guy, I think, or trick I think him. maybe because he's special, we separate. Um, so like intimidation versus charm, like he's easier to charm than intimidate. Okay. Or maybe the opposite. Maybe he's easier to intimidate than charm. Okay. Let's do, um, let's do one difficulty value of eight and that's for everything except charm, which is down to uh, six. All right. So he likes the charm. Yeah. And, um, we, we haven't really got into this on the show, but the way this works in the Eclipse engine is that difficulty value, uh, that base difficulty value basically does everything. And it also, um, it replaces what would be their hit points in other games. So if he gets into the fight, mm-hmm. that difficulty of eight is also his toughness, which means he can get hit a certain amount of times as right. dictated by that. And that will dictate, um, that will change what sort of like wounds and damage he takes Mm -hmm. in a fight. Um, So what's, what is Herbert's deal? Uh, 
right? He wants a caravan guard because his are mm. dead. He yeah, he wants one. Okay, but he doesn't necessarily like trust anybody. One so caravan guard. If that was a job that you ended up getting, if you find if the player character found themselves, you know, like drinking with the with the merchant and getting onto the subject of a job interview. It wouldn't be super easy. His difficulty of eight would be what you need to, like, you know, convince him in order to, you know, mm-hmm. land that job. Um, and I also think he needs a weapon in case yeah, you try and steal from him. He's packing something. Maybe uh, maybe a fair pistol. Fair pistol? Okay. 514. Also, I misread the uh, the poor firearm stats for the barkeeper. Oh, okay. His should be 713. 713 for the barkeep, 516. Five, uh, 514. 514 for the merchant. For the fair pistol. For Herb. Um, yeah, so we got Herb now. Next, right. um, so we talked about how no matter who this player character ends up being, they're going to be kind of at a loose end and they're not going to have very much money. Uh, so we're gonna have a couple guys in there gambling, and I think they're gonna want to play cards. Yeah. We're just gonna do a quick card game, and we'll talk about how we're gonna run that later. That's the encounter that's mm. gonna happen is cards. Yeah. So, uh, gamblers probably um, they need to be a little more than basic characters mm. because their interaction is gonna have some complexity. But I think it's not uh, you're not gonna need full stat blocks. No. For these guys, right? Because it's just going to be cards. Like, yeah. they want to play cards. They want to play cards. And when you come in, especially if they see you, you know, like, if they see the player try and order a drink and not have very much money, they'll be like, hey, friend, you know, care to... Uh, care to gamble? Yeah. Maybe try your luck. You might mm-hmm. you might succeed. You might win something. So I don't think, yeah, I think they need names, probably. I, th- I think they need names, and I think they need to be special characters like the merchant. They're going to have a couple... Different uh, difficulties. Difficulties, right? Yeah. But um, they don't need huge back. Like you know, they don't need backstories like their guards are dead and they're looking for a new one, right? Right. All right. So you got a name? I got one name. Okay. What's uh, name? So his name's going to be Ace. Um, Ace. And what? this gets into a little bit of the fiction of the afterlife universe. So Ace is going to be one of the uh, the Neo Apes. The like. The you know, planet of the ape uh, chimps who've you know become intelligent because of the radiation. Um, so his folk they live in the Louisiana swamps, but some of them they work with the Texans. They work with the uh, the Lone Star Republic military, and they get you know they they leave their kind of like you know woodsy rustic lives, and they get a little more metropolitan. And they especially like to like take on human affectations. So Ace's thing was cards. Maybe he served with, like, some LSR Rangers, and he, he became, like, a card guy. And now, that's what he really likes to do. Um, so, Ace is one. Uh, what about um, Killigan? Killigan? That's a fun name. Is he just a human? She. She? She's a human. She's a human. That's good. All right, so Ace and Killigan, a pair of just, you know, card sharks. Not sharks, but just, you know, card players. Card players. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think uh, 
Here's the way I would I would like to do this. Give them each a base difficulty okay. of like seven, right? But then each one of them should have a weakness at the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think. So if you're gonna try and um, well let's let's um do a little little spoilers because we did kind of plan this yeah, out. Yeah, we ahead created of time, some right? encounters already. This card encounter we already thought of. So maybe um Yeah. Maybe so, Ace is prone to intimidation. Okay. And wait, no, I'm reading the wrong thing. To, Sorry. Uh okay, so to bluffing. Yeah. To bluffing. So Ace can't read a bluff. Ace can't read a bluff. Um and and Killigan. Hmm. Killigan has her own tell. Has a tell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's let's drop those difficulties to five. Base difficult. Oh no. No. For yeah. The, specifics. Yeah. For their specific things. Right. So anything for these guys is a seven, unless um, you're trying to bluff Ace. Then his difficulty drops a little bit because he's bad at that. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to uh, you're trying to read Killigan with a perception roll, yeah. her base, her what's, difficulty what's drops. What's her tell? Five. What do you think? Um, like moves her. Moves yeah, maybe her she hair? like moves her hair a little bit. Okay, that's a you know Ace. He's pretty good at bluffing. Um, you know, because as a as an ape, he's able to keep his face. A little more inscrutable, mm-hmm. um, so he's able to just like sit still and be really unreadable. Killigan has just like she fidgets mm-hmm. with her hair, and that's her tell. Yeah. On you know that's her tell that she's got a bum hand or whatever. Cool. All right. So, the last NPC to mm-hmm. fill out this pub, right, is is uh, a guy throwing axes. Into a a gator skeleton or something. That's the that's something the encounter. Fun. Maybe there's like a skin on the wall yeah. with like uh, target painted on it. So it's like a dark game, but mm. it's like you know it's swamp apocalypse. So it's throwing tomahawks at the wall to a to a gator skin that's pinned up. All right. So tomahawk guy. Tomahawk guy. Um, now we were talking about this encounter. Tomahawk guy. Uh, is like the merchant where he could either help or hurt the player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think he's a little more active than the merchant. I think so. I think you could do this encounter without dealing with him. Mm-hmm. But this is a guy who I think is going to probably be a full character because he is going to try and like contact mm-hmm. the player himself. Yeah. Or herself, I don't know who's who's this guy. Well, we be. don't know. All right, but we've decided well, that they're going to be player, I think. they're going to yes. be a full character because they have uh, they have a thing that they want and a thing that they're going to try and make happen. All right. So what we decided um, with the encounter is the tomahawk uh, thrower is going to want to to gamble gear, mm. not just money. It's not just like oh, yeah. throw me a couple coins. It's like or put up my gun, mm-hmm. you put up your armor, or something so, like that. So, yeah, he's enjoying the competition, and mm-hmm. he's put up a nice weapon as, like, a prize. And he's like, come play this game with me, you know? Win my shiny assault rifle. 
And that gives the player a reason to do that, because as we said, no matter who this player character ends up being, they're going to be, you know, on the poor side without very much money or, you know, no good gear or anything. Uh, so a chance to upgrade that might look pretty appealing to them. Yes. So, um, and they're also going to take part in the the final confrontation, the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, full character, which means they they have abilities and stats equal equal to a player to character, a player. and not necessarily balanced to the player character, but right. the same um, array. Yeah. Right. So, in afterlife, you have five attributes. Dexterity, strength, perception, mind, and charisma. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have toughness. Oh, there's just not skills under that one. That is true. Six. You get six, and I guess okay. Seven with speed, but but speed's you know, a weird one. Yeah, speed is a little weird because that's for like when you're playing on a grid and in a right. theater of the mind game, it doesn't really. It matter doesn't really that much. matter. So, excluding that, so mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. Right, so dexterity. Um, I think dexterity should be pretty high. I think pretty because high because he's throwing axes. That's how he's that's how he's playing the game. And or the she, game, he or she, we'll figure that out. But yeah, the game is a test of dexterity. Yes, that's what it'll be. It'll be dex rolls against a difficulty value. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe nine. Nine is good. Yeah. Uh, and what we're doing here, so like mm-hmm. uh, a seven is pretty average. Seven is slightly above average in the afterlife um, game system, so we're just going to go through the stats yeah. and pick if he should be, you know, above or below average in these stats. Strength, um, I think probably a six. I yeah, I would say you know like wiry not but not strong. a big bruiser, yeah. and also the kind of people who we're hanging out with are like, you know, the, these aren't like big strong healthy people. These are. Kind of the dregs who washed up in a in a crummy bar during a storm. Uh, perception, I think maybe a nine or a ten. I'd say nine. Let's let's match it with the uh, with, with the decks, but let's not make it too crazy because you know ten is probably higher than what a player character would have. Yeah. And I think we want this guy to be a full character, but not necessarily better than player. Better. Yeah. All right. Um, minds. Mind. I think this guy's no dummy, but he's also like maybe a seven. Not then. super clever. Yeah, yeah, a seven. Like he's fine. He's he's not a genius, but he's figured out what works well for him. Mm-hmm. Um Charisma. I think charisma should be pretty high. I think okay. that should be another nine, because like nine. how does he get people to play this game with him? Uh-huh. He's anteing up a nice piece of gear, but mm-hmm. he's also like Come on, he's got to like make right. people think they've got a chance. Um, which would, if we're following... Oh, I guess we forgot to explain that. Well, I would say they don't need to have 45 points. Okay. 45 points is what a player character gets yes. to distribute mm-hmm. across all these. But just because they're a full character doesn't mean they get a full 45 right. points. They could be less than a player character. But I think his toughness should be his lowest. That's why he's bartering for, for armor. For better armor. That's what he wants. Hmm. So his toughness or his health, mm-hmm. his health, um, five or six. Yeah, five. six. Let's six let's do equals, six just so he, like he doesn't get one shotted sure. probably, but he might still. He might still get one shotted. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
so we got his stats. Um, that's his want is better armor. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try and dare the player character to play this darts game, this axe-throwing game with him. And he's put up his nice rifle, uh, which right, maybe we so should write down. Uh, let's say an excellent, excellent firearm, which is 917. 917. And uh, he's like, hey, barter for armor. Hey, bud, put up your uh, put up your plate carrier. Win my shiny assault rifle. All right. So what is this? Is it a human, male, female? What are we thinking here? We have a bunch of humans and an ape. Um, I imagine this person is kind of like like a a trapper hunter kind of you know wilderness oh, yeah wilderness guy i was going to say and i would say frogman except for what we're going to do later so yeah. let's maybe make this guy a warg that's pretty good a warg so faithful listeners will remember that wargs in our apocalypse setting are uh they're like spliced humans they look like uh they look like movie wolfmen mm-hmm. um and yeah they're, you know, they're not, like, mutated. They were made in a lab to be, you know, sort of rugged super soldiers, and now they just are one of the people who inhabit this this setting. Um, so, yeah, I like a warg. Warg. Uh, let's see. What about a name for this warg? How about... Um... I want to say Hermes. How do you feel about Hermes? Hermes is fine. It doesn't, like, we don't have to get into the etymology of why he was named that. Mm-hmm. You know, Hermes is good. Maybe he just runs fast. And, you know, in his pack, when he was a youngin, someone, like, had a little bit of knowledge of, like, you know, mythology or history or something. And that's how he got his name. He's fast. He runs. Uh, we're not going to be, like, playing on a grid or doing any chases. This encounter no. is going to take yeah. place entirely inside a room, yeah. but um, I like it. So, that is uh, that was some live character creation. Hopefully yeah. that was interesting if you were following along. Um, and we promise, even if that wasn't super interesting, this is all going to come together in yeah, a live gonna, play, and that at least this. is going to be better. But uh, I think it's fun to get into this stuff. It might and, be educational yeah. to see our process, you know, just kind of going through this, how we make NPCs. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, I'll bring this up again when we do enemies, um, but this this process of, you know, coming up with the simple stuff, like a name and a difficulty value, and then just like, do they have a weapon or some other item or like a want or a need? That's really simple, and it works in basically every game system. This is the Eclipse engine, and we have a, you know, setup, so just, like, a difficulty value can be all a character needs. Um, that works in, like, D&D, too. You can just combine a character's armor class and just, like, average it out and you just say, like, the armor class is also their difficulty class for everything. Mm-hmm. And you can save a lot of stat block writing, and you can save a lot of time running these characters at the table if you just cut out the stuff that you're not going to use so well so there it is i mean you know we did we did our npc creation yep but before that we did talk about some things yeah we talked about uh the type of types of npcs right uh enemies 
That is a type of NPC, but there's a whole episode on that later. There's basic, uh, then there's special, and then there's full. They are in ascending order of complexity and impact on the story. Mm-hmm. That's our categorization. You might find others, but that's ours. Uh, and then we just went through some questions about, um, you know, thinking when you're creating an NPC, think of these questions. They'll help you figure out how much uh, work to put in the NPCs because they'll figure out how much impact the NPC has, right? Yep. Are they basic? Are they special? Are they full? Yeah. Uh, cool flow chart. We're going to post that, and by the time this episode airs, that will be among the other downloadable um, resources on our website. So just go check that out. You can follow along. Uh, we talked about NPC versus NPC combat. We talked about why just, like, there's really no reason to run that as actual combat. Just narrate it. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of an aside, but I think it's a trap that especially, like, newer game masters fall into where... Oh, I got a roll for yeah, it. Yeah, you become a slave to the dice, and instead of just, like, making the thing that needs to happen happen, you, you know, actually Well, it fucks up your whole it. plan because, like, oh, this guide is supposed to be really good at killing, you know, bats. Like, you know, they're three-foot-tall bats. But, like, you can't kill a bat because I keep rolling twos and threes. Yeah, and right? then just, like, it's a, you know, it's a goof at yeah. that point. Um... And then we created some NPCs. We populated the Twin Jaguar Tavern in uh, in the, on the Louisiana coast, yep. which is going to be during a hurricane. And some fun stuff is going to happen when we get to playing that. So, mm-hmm. so that's going to do it for this episode of yes, it is. 2HGM. Uh, find us on our website. Uh, we got our email there. Leave us your comments, feedback. Uh, also, our flowchart of NPC creation is on there. Mm-hmm. Along with some other stuff, the Eclipse Engine. For free. Uh, character sheets for that, a little dungeon creator worksheet, um, some other stuff. Uh, we Patreon also link. Link to our Patreon. Uh, if you like what we do, you want to support, we'd love it. And yeah, join us next time. I can say, I guess it's not a spoiler. Um, next time we we're talking about creating enemies. Mm-hmm. We talked about, we, we created NPCs. Next week, we're going to create enemies, and we're going to talk you through some of the same stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, Thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of their song, Pond Hill is Finest, as the intro and outro to our show. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.